Pop Talk and Aliens, the William Clear Podcast. I think the divorce rate in this country, the United States, would be a lot lower if everyone just approached everything with the kind of forthrightness and and heartfelt speaking that she has for the last seven years introducing me. I am William Clare. This is Pop Talk and Aliens. It is a podcast. Uh, nothing she said was couched in riddle. It was not uh, left for interpretation. It was right out there, right for you, straight to the gut, like a shot of B12. Here it is. And I think everyone just, you know, you could take a cue from that or not. It's up to you. But will I stop ever coming up with lavish intros to uh, the show based on what she says? No, of course not. She's been doing that for the last seven years, and uh, I owe her at least that much, as well as the uh, money I gave her on Fiverr to do that. Uh, you know, seven years, it feels like it's been seven years since we've talked about aliens, so there is big news. It's a few weeks old now, for sure, and uh, you may wonder if you listen to this show why I didn't jump on it sooner. This... Uh, uh, Pentagon release of 1,574 pages of secret documents about shadowy UFO stuff. Um, there's a reason for that, and uh, I'll get into it in a second. But before, I want to tell you that Pop Talking Aliens can be found on Instagram at Pop Talking Aliens. You can follow us there for uh, UFO updates, funny stuff, show updates, all that uh, good thing, good things, and. Uh, poptalkingaliens.com, you can download every single episode of the show that ever lived. I mean, you don't download every one of them, but any any of them, are they're all available there. You can also find us on YouTube, Pop Talking Aliens, just search that, and there's more where this came from is my point. But getting back into the Pentagon releasing 1,500 new pages of UFO documents, why I did not jump on this at the time. There's a reason for that. First of all, uh, everybody jumped on that as soon as it came out. And there were a lot of very sexy, very cool headlines like people burnt to a crisp. Uh, yeah, that's not sexy or cool at all. But it is, you know what I mean. It's it, those, those are big headlines. Those are big clickbait. People on the national news, on local news, minor news, all over the internet talking about it. But it was all just this high-level stuff because everyone wants to get to the punch immediately. And I am more like, hey, you know, I'm not a news show, okay? This is more of a commentary storytelling show. So I wanted to wait. Let the dust settle a little bit. Let's find out what's actually in these things. Let's find out where they actually come from. Let's get a little bit of perspective from the UFO community and sort of put it all together so that we can find out what does this mean for us? You know, what does this mean going forward? Is it really telling us anything or does it just sound cool? Again, people charred cadavers, not cool, but you know what I mean. Does it just sound like it's a big leak of disclosure flowing right into us? Or is it, is it just kind of more of the same stuff, but it, it just goes a little deeper and, and possibly um, legitimizes some of the claims that have been going on for years? I mean, you know, th these are nothing new in terms of if you are someone who follows UFOs, you've been hearing this stuff from the actual witnesses for years. But now it's coming from 
the Pentagon itself that they that they have these reports, unwanted, uh, you know, secret, unexplained pregnancies. Those are those are a big deal in this, and so we're going to talk about uh, unwanted pregnancies. Not not in the sense of uh, the political climate of the Supreme Court and all that. Where I mean, I'm talking about alien impregnation. And if you get impregnated impregnated by an alien right now, you still have time to to take care of that if you wish. Uh, in a few months, uh, you're going to have to go ahead and and keep that thing, and just. Hope for the best, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll stay out of the politics of it. But um, here's the deal. So the Sun newspaper, yes, the Sun, that same Sun newspaper tabloid that has been sued by every celebrity from Johnny Depp to, to Elton John. And usually when celebrities sue the Sun, they win because the Sun just makes up shit. And they have a reputation for that. But... They're also the type of publication that doesn't give a fuck, obviously. So they do things like, in this case, what they did is in uh, December of, of 2017, so we're going back uh, five years now, they submitted a Freedom of Information Act request to the Pentagon for every document they could provide in regards to the government UFO program of the time called ATIP, the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, ATIP. That was the that was the uh, organization or the department that was headed up by Luis Elizondo, that was investigating UFOs. Uh, it was not classified, but it was also secret. It supposedly uh, stopped around 2017, and it has since morphed into other things that get very complicated. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, there was, of course, a few months ago, and I did a show on this if you want to check it out, a, a congressional uh, a piece of legislation that was passed that would allow for a, a more transparent exchange of government UFO information between the Pentagon and Congress and the Pentagon kind of cut them off at the pass with that by, by coming up with yet another new UFO studies office. And we're kind of like, nah, 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 we got this. Don't worry. You guys don't need to have your own special office. And, and that sort of the debate between those two things, the struggle between those two entities and who, who gets to you know, have the information continues. And, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But first, obviously, we want to talk about what is in these uh, 1,500 pages. I want to be clear that it's it's 1,574 pages, but it's 52 documents. So it's it's 52 documents, and they just all obviously have a lot of pages per document. So I am going to read you some things within the course of this podcast to give you as much context as possible. And as I've said on this show before, I'm not I'm not big into reading, just reading things and then like saying oh, this is what I think about it. I mean, there's nothing worse to me on YouTube outside of the comments, uh, than some person behind a mic who pulls up a screenshot of an article that you can read on the screen, then reads it to you. And they're, and they're like usually like, you know, two paragraph articles. They read it to you and then they comment on it. It's like, I, I could just go look at the thing, right? 
it, it, I don't need an adult to read it to me. This isn't like when, I don't know if you're old enough to remember this, but when I was a kid, we had these, these, uh, these records, these LP records, and they would come with uh, a storybook, a read-along book. And when you would put, you'd, you'd take the book out and you'd, you'd sit on the floor, Indian style, and you would, uh, you'd listen to the LP and it would say something like, you know, this is the story of Star Wars. You can read along with me in your book. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear R2-D2 beep. So that, that's kind of what those are like, and I, I'd like to try and avoid that. But I do need to read you some, some contextual information. So uh, let's get into that. First off, again, going back to the Sun newspaper, they filed a request for information regarding ATIP 2017, five years later, just uh, in March of 2022. They were, or in April, was it in April? No, it was March. March 23rd is when they finally got back the information from uh, the, the Defense Intelligence Agency, DIA. That's what actually sent them the response. And uh, the response read like this. Oh, let me add one thing before I say this. It's interesting to me that it's the Sun newspaper that gets these documents. Now, obviously, they requested them, and they are legitimate documents from the Pentagon. But it's interesting to me, I wonder if there were other requests filed and the government chose the Sun. This is me kind of theorizing and maybe even uh, in a conspiracy-minded fashion. If you give it to the Sun, it's like maybe there's a lack of credibility that's just baked in to it because it's coming from them, even though it's obvious that it is actually being given to them by the government. It reminds me of in the late 70s when the great uh, late Stanton Friedman tracked down Jesse Marcel to talk about Roswell. At the time, Roswell was like 30 years old and nobody had been talking about it. It was done and dusted. The thing happened, witnesses silenced, government stories changed, but it was put to bed at that point. And Stanton Friedman tracked down Jesse Marcel and he got the whole ball rolling again and, and Roswell became you know, the craze that, that we know it to, to have become. That story was sold to the National Enquirer, another magazine known for just making shit up. So it, it, was, it could be easily dismissed. Now this Sun thing, not easily dismissed because again, they, they put on their website all the proof, the, the, uh, the letter from the government and all of that. So you, you can't deny it. And every major news, like I said, every major news outlet ran with this, but it was just you know quick headlines and Nick Pope. Nick Pope was a guest on every single piece of televised media regarding uh, this story, as he always is. Now, Nick Pope, as you may or may not know, was part of the British Ministry of Defense like 100 years ago. He studied UFOs there. And for the last, I don't know, maybe 30 years or so, he's been making his living by being on UFO documentaries and showing up every time there's a UFO story. And, you know, he he is knowledgeable and he speaks with a British accent. So that makes everything he, he says sound very credible and very dignified and and sort of he doesn't sound like a ufo lunatic uh but he is i mean he he will appear in front of anything if i turn on a camera right now nick pope would pop up and start talking about this 
but I don't need to talk to Nick Pope because he talked to everybody else, and I'll, I'll play you a bit of that uh, in, in a bit. So let's go on into more about this report because there's a very important distinction to make, and, and it's, it's written here in the Sun's article about them being given all these documents. Uh, and they write, uh, we filed the Freedom of Information Act uh, request just days after the existence of a shadowy program had been made public. Uh, after four years, they've released the documents as we've, we've, been, we've gone over. And then it says, and this is very important, it includes government commissioned scientific reports and letters to the Pentagon regarding the UFO program. The Hall includes reports into the research on the biological effects of UFO sightings on humans, sets out categorizations for paranormal experiences, and studies into sci-fi style tech. Okay, so here's, here's, here's the big thing here, the big sentence. It includes government-commissioned scientific reports and letters to the Pentagon regarding the UFO program. So what this means is a lot of and the bulk of these documents are not government-created documents that are telling us that people are getting radiation burns from UFOs, that there's abductions, that there's uh, impregnation from aliens. It, it isn't coming from the government in some sort of admission of disclosure of, yes, we know that this has happened. Uh, we are well aware that people are being, uh, you know, charred by alien ships. It's not. What it's, what it's doing is it is passing on in this, in this uh, report Information that has been collected, either by commission studies or by letters written to the Pentagon, they have collected this information in ATIP's pursuit of getting as much information as possible. So it's kind of like it's third-party stuff collected by the Pentagon and then released. When all of the major news stories came out, it was all about the headlines of of people suffering adverse effects after seeing a UFO and, and all of that kind of thing. And it was framed, it was framed to be sort of like they were coming clean about all this stuff. And yes, this stuff's all happened. That's not the case. And, and Jeremy Corbell has a, 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 in a clip that I'm going to play in a bit, kind of breaks that down a little bit more technically so so we can all kind of you know get it from the expert that is Jeremy Corbell and of course Lou Elizondo who headed up ATIP had plenty to say about this as he always does and I know I say that with this sort of sarcastic tone in my voice but I, I love Luis Elizondo I think he's doing the Lord's work with UFOs he just he has a funny way of talking that we'll get into when we get to that part and uh, you know he always pops up where I give credit to Elizondo and who, whomever else was was working on this program is that that they took it seriously enough to not just like write bullshit on the on the the letter that they got or on the study that they commissioned and then just throw it away because that has been done over the years to no end. If you go to the CIA's website, I've talked about this before, but it's it's always fun. If you go to the CIA's website 
and you look up UFO documents, you will find stuff where there'll be like a report or a letter or something about a UFO encounter and then handwritten over diagonally across the entire page in all caps, it will say the word bogus across it. Like someone got that report and to debunk it, they just wrote the word bogus in huge capital letters across the entire document. And then they put it up on their website. So you, you can go see those at any time on, on the CIA's website. Just search search UFO reports and, and you'll see a lot of redacted shit and you'll see bogus written on a bunch of things. So none of the documents uh, coming from uh, this report said bogus on them. They were all taken seriously. They were all, you know, to some extent or another, we don't know how seriously they took them. There's no commentary from the government within these. They're just the reports. But... The reports themselves come from different parties, like even MUFON, Mutual UFO Network, that does great work, has some uh, information that they submitted to the government. I don't want to downplay the whole thing, but I just want to contextualize it and, and take away a little bit of the sensationalism that came with this initial story and sort of give proper perspective to what these documents actually are. And again, they are no small thing. The government even admitting that they have reports on adverse effects from UFO sightings, that they have information about abductees and pregnancies and all this crazy shit we've been hearing since the 80s, and that they didn't just write bogus on it or throw it away or shred it or redact all of it. That is a step in the right direction. That is a big step in the right direction. So this is not a small thing, but it's also not some sort of fucking mass disclosure. So to get started, why don't we head to, let's just head on over to Nick Pope and get him out of the way, right? Because he's probably begging to be on right now in his own way. Even if he doesn't know it, just subconsciously, he knows somebody's podcasting about this and, and he wants to be on. So let's play a clip of Nick Pope going, you know, way top level about these these reports released by the uh, defense, of, defense Intelligence Agency to the Sun newspaper. Well, it says that this phenomenon has completely come out of the fringe and into the mainstream and that it's now being recognized by the United States government, the military and the intelligence community as a serious defense and national security issue. A, a few years ago, this would have all been dismissed as crazy talk and, and X-Files science fiction. But now we learn the government has been taking it seriously. Uh, not all these stories have been verified, but um, Congress is looking at this and uh, the Intelligence Committee, the Armed Services Committee are investigating and we will get more information soon for sure. So how do you explain the accounts of those who say that they encountered UFOs? Well, they definitely have. I mean, these these people have encountered something, and, and we know that because we, and, and this is in the report, of course, it's not just eyewitness testimony. Some of these things have been simultaneously tracked on radar and filmed on forward-looking infrared cameras. And of course, last summer, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence produced a preliminary assessment on all this and they said frankly uh, we don't know what we're dealing with but it's in our airspace and it's a potential threat to the defense of the united states mm. 
Okay, so is this report, is its findings evidence that we have in fact been visited by beings from another planet? It's not quite a smoking gun, but that that hypothesis has not, so far as I understand, has not been taken off the table. So the debate is still being had. Is, is this Russia? Is it China? Is it our own tech? Or is it extraterrestrial? Everything is uh, up for grabs, and we'll find out more, I think, over the next few months. Yeah, so let's talk about what happens next. You mentioned some congressional investigations. What does the U.S. government do with this information? And, well, what is it doing with the info? Well, multiple UFO provisions were written into the new defense bill, and uh, Congress is going to make sure that all the different parts of the military and the intelligence community work on this. There are going to be regular reports to Congress. Uh, some of that, of course, is going to be classified, but uh, there should be at least one public report each year. And uh, yeah, a lot of people are asking very serious questions about this, and rightly so. Rightfully so, indeed. Um, you know, it's funny, of, of all the things he said in there, and he said a lot. One thing that uh, sticks out to me, because the, the, a bunch of the news reports referred to this, was him referencing the X-Files. And I, I, like, does anyone remember the X-Files, who's under, like, 40? I mean, that show was, when was that show on? It was like, it was black and white, right? Didn't have Ray Walston in it. Uh, Olivia de Havilland. I, I'm just kidding. And it, it, like, it was like the 90s, though. It's like, is that still the gold standard of, of what we should use as a reference point when talking about UFOs? It also, just every time there's a UFO thing and they play that, like, oh, stop, please. Please, let's stop. But one thing I want to, let's, let's divert slightly for a moment now to speak to something that Nick Pope said in, in, in those comments. And that is, he's talking about uh, us getting more UFO reports. Now, we, we got one uh, several months back that basically just said, you know, we, we, we know that these things exist. We can't explain all of them. Uh, but what we are going to do is try and communicate better with each other and share information so that we can get a better idea of what these things are. And then... Uh, like I said before, then the Pentagon kind of created its own office and then the UFO legislation was passed so that we would get more reports. And and it's still kind of a, of a clusterfuck. And there was a, an article that came out. It was uh, just the beginning of the month that I am recording this in, which is uh, the month of May, the merry, merry month of May 2022. And uh, it, it's, it, it's just about the kind of continued tug of war between Congress and the Pentagon. And one of the big highlighted quotes is from uh, Representative Tim Burchett, a Republican from Tennessee, who says, I don't trust the Department of Defense to get this right since leadership there has always been part of a cover-up. It goes on to say Congress wants somebody to get in on the stick over there and get to the bottom of it which also means determining where the sightings are most commonly being reported and then queuing technical systems to monitor those areas more regularly. For example, to have three satellites collect, collect X amount of data in X hours and X locations. Um, and then uh, there's a, a, a Luis Elizondo quote, of course, where he says... Uh, he believes an enduring problem is that there are still, quote, pockets of information on UAPs, 
slash UFOs within the government that are not being shared with the new Pentagon Oversight Body or Congress. So the Pentagon Oversight Body was from the legislation, uh, and they are still not, they're not fucking sharing their, their goddamn toys. Elizondo also warned that the Pentagon is lumping the most mystifying UAP reports with the more traditional drones or other more readily identifiable objects commonly discovered in U.S. airspace, such as, wait for it, weather balloons, or discarded rocket and satellite components. Uh, The intent of the new law, quote, from Elizondo, is not to associate UAPs as an air clutter issue or space junk. That should not be confused with clearly breakaway technologies that are being employed and demonstrated within our own controlled U.S. airspace. The government UFO contractors see signs of momentum to give the phenomenon the attention it deserves, but expects Congress will have to take more legislative action. So that goes to uh, speaks to the last episode I did about this when the legislation was first passed. And uh, the the Pentagon keeping things under lock and key still, and you know now Congress people of of both sides. I read a, a quote from a Republican, but there are plenty of Democrats who share his same exact point of view. In a in a rare 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 occasion of agreement between two parties, that the you know the Pentagon are a bunch of sons of bitches. They're covering everything up. And then Luis Elizondo says, like, they're, 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 they're like, uh, cutting the information. Uh, much the way a drug dealer would cut uh, his, his drugs to, to sell more, they're, they're cutting the information with uh, weather balloons and stuff and throwing that in. So uh, one, of, one of the other quotes from this article, it's uh, not on the screen at the moment, but it, I just remember that there was one person who, was, who said, we don't, a congressional person, we don't want to keep being told that these things exist. We know that. Like, we're, we're aware of that. And that's basically what the last report was all about, was like, these things exist. We're, we're aware of it. And some of them are, are unexplainable. It's like, well, we know that. We're, we're past that point. We, we want to know what they are. And that is, and so, you know, putting together a system of research, like monitoring areas where they are all the time and all of that and collecting data, is very smart. We don't know if the Pentagon is doing that or not. That's what they're asking to have done, the, con- the con- congressional side. But we don't know if the- what the Pentagon is doing. All we know is what they're giving back, which is yeah, weather balloons, drones, space junk, stuff we don't know. Yeah, it exists. And meanwhile, there are have been advisors to Congress outside of the Pentagon who have said in the past, and this has been covered to no end, there is shit that is not of this world amongst all of this. So, you know, you got to pick through all of these haystacks to find a few needles. And meanwhile, the, the government is putting paper clips in there to dis- disguise them as needles so that we, we fall for that instead of actually finding the goddamn fucking needle in the haystack. You like that? It was, it was a bend on an old uh, overused cliche. So... Let's get to what is uh, actually in these reports. And uh, once again, going back to Luis Elizondo, and I, I don't you know, want to make this the fucking Luis Elizondo show, but he is obviously the guy who was in charge of, of ATIP for the most part. And he, and that's where all of these documents come from. So within the Sun's report, 
they have a another report about the documents where they they talk to Luis Elizondo to sort of explain some of the stuff that's in there. So let's get to some of the stuff that's in there. Stuff that you've been waiting for, people getting sick and all that stuff. So uh, in an interview with GQ magazine, this is from the Sun article, but it's from a GQ magazine uh, interview. Luis Elizondo was asked what kind of health effects and other phenomenon pilots suffer when they come close to these UAPs, UFOs. And he says, quote, I've got to be careful. I can't speak too specifically. But one might imagine that you get a report from a pilot who says, Lou, it's really weird. I was flying, I got close to this thing, and I came back home, and it was like I got a sunburn. I was red for four days. Well, that's a sign of radiation. That's not a sunburn. It's a radiation burn. Then a pilot might say, if they'd gotten a little closer, Lou, I'm at the hospital. He says, everyone always calls him by his name first. Lou, I'm at the hospital. I've got symptoms that are indicative of microwave damage meaning internal injuries, and even my brain. There's some morphology there. He continued. And then you might get somebody who gets really close and says, of course, you know, Lou, it's really bizarre. I felt like I was only there for five minutes, but when I looked at my watch, 30 minutes went by, but I only used five minutes worth of fuel. How is that possible? Well, there's a reason for that, we believe, and it probably has to do with warping of space-time. He also has said uh, proof that the so-called Tic Tac type UFOs have been around for 70 years. The Pentagon report speculated that Russian or Chinese high-performance aircraft may have been sighted, though left the door open for the possibility that it could have been alien life. And then uh, Luis goes on to say, well, Lou, if... Oh, he didn't say that because he's, he's only talking this time. I just started to throw that in because I figured he started every sentence that way. But no, he just said, well, if that were the case, this would be the greatest intelligence failure that this country has ever faced, including that of 9-11. I have in my possession official U.S. government documentation that describes the exact same vehicle that we now call the Tic Tac being described in the early 1950s and early 1960s. So uh, therein you have it that these things are not new. So... Whether there is or is not new technology that's floating around and, you know, cluttering up all of the UFO sightings that we have, you know, along with the weather balloons and the space junk and the garbage and, and all that shit, there's also these Tic Tac UFOs that have been seen, you know, for decades and decades and decades. And if you even go back to uh, the fact that these... UFOs are very, very commonly seen over nuclear bases and that the 50s is when the UFO craze, and when I say craze, I just mean tons and tons of sightings started to be reported 50s and 60s. What you will be told if you read like books about um, UFOs in Area 51 that are, that are geared towards sort of debunking them is that they will say, well, this is when the CIA was creating all of their secret projects, so people were just seeing test flights and things like that, and they were reporting them as UFOs. But th that doesn't that doesn't match up with like exactly what he was saying, which is that like the, the Tic Tac UFOs have been around forever, but we're now saying that those are new. The, the Pentagon is saying that those are those are new technology, possibly, but they've been around forever. And if you go back even a little bit further to the beginning of the nuclear age, right when we dropped the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. 
1947, after that happened, uh, Kenneth Arnold saw UFOs. This is, I think, the same month that Roswell occurred. And Kenneth Arnold reported UFOs that were, they were not flying saucers. They, they were more like um, what people have called the Foo Fighters that were possibly Nazi aircraft. Uh, Kenneth Arnold saw, you know, UFOs or possibly Foo Fighters. And he described them as being out of this world. Then a few months later, Roswell happens. And what was Roswell but the military base that housed the uh, guys who dropped the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki? So these, those were flying saucers. There's Tic Tac UFOs. There's flying saucers. You know, are, are they all of the same alien species? Are some of them weapons? Are some of them not weapons? We don't know that. N- neither does uh, the, the government. They're just admitting that they exist. But if you look at the timeline, it's very, very consistent. The, the beginning of sightings, and the beginning of Tic Tac UFOs and everything up until now, and then hearing in reports that, well, this is, this is new stuff. We're not familiar with it. Uh, that's questionable. That's questionable. Uh, also, side note on Kenneth Arnold, he saw you know, possibly Foo Fighter uh, spacecraft or craft in 1947 he also saw later the uh foo fighters the band in concert uh rest in peace taylor hawkins and he also when he saw the foo fighters the band also described them as being out of this world so it's possible that kenneth arnold just thought that about everything and that all he ever saw was foo fighter (laughs) that's not true at all i don't think kenneth arnold ever saw the foo fighter uh band but he definitely saw something in the skies uh, in uh, the Pacific Northwest in 1947. So anyway, getting back to these reports and the 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 sick shit that's in there, you know, we we just heard about radiation burns and things from Luis Elizondo, but there's there's worse there's worse things that have happened to people uh, in these reports that I'm I'm now going to talk about. Uh, not included is the the the, the gentleman I, I forget his name who claimed that in uh, the 70s there was, there was a base in uh, Dulce, New Mexico. Uh, if you want to listen to that episode of the show, it's, it's, it's on YouTube. Uh, who was exposed to a, an alien like ray gun that tore him apart like a fish, his words. And then he was luckily saved by a Green Beret, who just happened to be there. And uh, he spent the rest of his life doing interviews, uh, trying to get the word out about this supposed encounter, and eventually killed himself. It's very tragic. Uh, so speaking of tragedy, let's let's get into the, the depth of, of some of the horrific things that have happened to people who have been around UFOs and even possibly aliens. But again, I just want to hammer home one more thing, one more time, that these are not government admissions of UFOs doing this. These are studies commissioned by the Pentagon, ATIP, and uh, they are included in the reports. And and to explain that better than I can, allow me to present to you a clip of uh, the great Jeremy Corbell talking about it. And then we'll get into the fucking disgusting details, just like you want. To the Pentagon now, where officials have been forced to release an explosive report about UFOs. 
Oh, come on with the fucking X-Files thing. Again, see, did you, you, you heard me before. I, I forgot. When I loaded this clip up. I, I forgot that that's... I was thinking of this one earlier, but they all did this. Oh, God. It's, come on, dude. That, that show was like on like 90 years ago. It wasn't even a show. It was a play. We didn't have TV back then. That's how old the X-Files is. All right, all right. Shut up. Here we go. Documents lift the lid on a secretive intelligence program which was run by the United States Defence Force and employed more than 50 agents. 50. The UFO hunters researched health impacts on humans who reported paranormal experiences. And the findings are downright spooky. Investigative filmmaker Jeremy Corbell joins us live from LA to make sense of it all. Jeremy, great to see you again. Now, this new report says UFO sightings left witnesses with burns, nausea, and nerve damage. What do you make of the claims? Yeah, th this is pretty incredible. So first of all, everybody's got this wrong. The New York Times even reported it improperly. The, the secret UFO study was called AWSAP, Advanced Aerospace Weapon System Applications Program. It received the $22 million, not ATIP. Now they generated 200, over 200 reports, but 38 of these reports were technical documents, and one of those documents really stands out. And that document talks about the biological effects of human beings who come into close proximity with the UFO. And there's a lot of negative health effects that have now been revealed by this secret government UFO program, the biggest program of all time. This includes radiation burns. It includes, on a cellular level, people being harmed, as well as cognitive uh, you know, damage to people. So it's very haunting. OK, so do we have to assume, then, that UFOs are real if we're then looking at physical effects from, the, you know, from being exposed? Yeah, look, if people don't know that UFOs are real yet, then they haven't been paying attention. Our government, including your government, has admitted that there are machines in our skies that outpace, outmaneuver, and outperform anything of our advanced weaponry. It is something that the Defense Intelligence Agency, our government, your government, they're all studying because it's perplexing. Who made these machines? What are they doing? What is the intent? Who's operating them? UFOs are as real as the nose on your face. So there you go. Uh, he's talking about one specific document that gets very into detail about the adverse effects of uh, be, uh, being in close contact with a UFO. And going back to the to the son who got all these documents, they actually uh, put a lot of that document into uh, one of their links in their. Uh, this is one of the, the the documents that they released as part of the the. 1500 pages and it uh shows pictures of the, the document it says defense intelligence reference document anomalous acute and subacute field effects on human biological tissues and then there is a handy chart uh that says ufo injuries pentagon docs include a list of possible impacts of seeing a ufo now th this is sort of it, it's it's like uh, to describe it to you it's a, a shadowy a silhouette of, of a person and then there's a bunch of different symptoms and then little arrows to where they they happen so on the head we got we got hair loss headaches fever nightmares nosebleeds burnt skin and heart palpitations so uh, it's very disgusting it, uh, the article says uh, it lists injuries such as uh, heating and burn injuries from radiation damage to the brain and able to impact people's nerves quote sufficient incidents from the report 
quote, sufficient incidents slash accidents have been accurately reported and medical data acquired as to support a hypothesis that some advanced systems are already developed and opaque to full U.S. understandings. The medical analysis, while not, while not requiring the invention of an alternative biophysics, indicate the use of, to us, unconventional and advanced energy systems. The report added uh, that it had 42 cases for medical files and another 300 similar, quote, unpublished cases where humans had been injured after anomalous encounters. The study argued that it was possible to use this medical information to reverse engineer UFOs from unknown provenance that may be a threat to United States interest. The report also featured a useful database, which listed the biological effects of UFO sightings on humans and their frequency, compiled by U.S.-based civilian research agency MUFON. Now, MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, has been doing great work for uh, many, 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 many years. And uh, this part of it goes on to say, uh, it even included bizarre occurrences such as apparent abduction, unaccounted for pregnancy, sexual encounters, experience of telepathy, and perceived teleportation. And this is things we've heard about uh, abductees for years, but it is now you know, part of government official research. Another fascinating document included with these files sets out how to categorize anomalous behavior with encounters with, and I quote, ghosts, yetis, spirits, elves, and other mythical slash legendary entities classed as AN3 and, quote, witness interaction with AN3 entities such as near-death experiences and religious miracles classified as AN4. They are also ratings for UFO sightings, flyby ratings, and close encounter ratings, including CE4, which an encounter with an alien results in permanent psychological injuries, quote, or death. Death by UFO. Death by UFO. That's a, that is a CE4. That is a close encounter of the fourth kind otherwise known as a close encounter of the worst kind, because that's the one where you die. And close encounters of the third kind, you play music to the aliens and they play music back to you and you, all, uh, you know it's fine. You get to the fourth kind, it, that's the end of you. And in horrific fashion, because uh, at best, permanent psychological injuries. At worst, death. Poltergeist, crop circles, spontaneous human combustion, alien abduction, and other paranormal events are also categorized. And in a statement bound to excite UFO hunters around the world, the report says, classified information exists that is highly pertinent to the subject of this study, and only a small part of the classified literature has been released. But there, there is more to these classified documents in the uh, what's called uh, in one of the documents there's an appendix the Schusifer uh, catalog of UFO related human physiological effects and frequency of distribution uh, number one on the uh, frequency list is uh, apparent abductions number two electromagnetic effects on vehicles then we get into paralysis perceived time loss light beam effects eye injuries um, medical exam like 40, 42 times there was a medical exam. This was compiled uh, 
1996 by MUFON's past, direct, uh, past director John uh, Schuliser. Schuliser is the name. Covering the time period of 1873 to 1994. So very again, very comprehensive, these studies. Now, this is not a government thing. This is from MUFON. But it is being taken seriously by the government, which is sort of the, the the hope in all of this it's it's this is it's the good news that is packaged in in this whole thing you know <clears throat> again like i said this is not some sort of crazy full disclosure but it is it's good news to see that all of this has been taken seriously and that it's gotten to the point where you know some of it's been deemed top secret like we were just talking about but so much of this is they're just saying yeah that here you go uh Getting back to the the ratings of uh, the the uh, classifications, you know, I was talking about CE four death by UFO, <clears throat> anomalous behavior. I'll just tell you what they all are, because it's in the document. AN one. That's anomalies which have no lasting physical effects, i.e., amorphous lights, unexplained uh, explosions. AN two, anomalies which do have lasting physical effects. Uh, i.e. poltergeists, materialized objects, areas of flattened grass and uh, crop circles. AN3, anomalies with associated entities, i.e. ghosts, yeti, spirits, elves, and other mythical legendary. We talked about that. AN4 is witness interaction with an AN3 entity, uh, near-death experience, religious miracles, um, out-of-body experiences. And then AN5, the big enchilada, Anomalous reports of injuries and deaths, spontaneous human combustion, unexplained wounds, uh, as well as permanent healing that results from a paranormal experience. Permanent healing that results from a paranormal experience. Uh, there's no further information in that classification, but I'm, I'm reading it as, and, and please feel free to disagree, permanent healing like, you know, you, you have some sort of paranormal experience where, where you, you have a, some sort of medical problem and then you, you are healed therein thereof as a result of uh, the paranormal experience. More of these, uh, more of these ratings. Uh, and MA1 UFO has been observed, which travels in a discontin- discontinuous trajectory, i.e. vertical drops, maneuvers, and loops. MA2 is an MA1 plus any physical effects caused by the UFO. MA3 is MA1 plus any entities observed on board, i.e. the airstrip cases of the late 19th century. Now, if you go all the way back to an episode I did <clears throat> a long time ago, and I need, I, I'm going to re-release this episode because it was a three-part episode about the history of the gray aliens. And in that, I talked about 19th century uh, gray aliens, not just UFOs, but specifically gray aliens in the 19th century. So people seeing fucking grays or whatever alien piloting craft long before there was any other weather balloons or craft that could be mistaken for UFOs. But just straight up, there's nothing in the sky but stars. There's no satellites, there's no drones, there's just a gray cruising through the air, and you can see him right there in the window. That would be a MA3. MA4 maneuvers accompanied by a sense of reality transformation to the observer. MA5, 
a maneuver that results in a permanent injury or death of the witness. Then we have the flyby rating, which is FB1 is a simple sighting of a UFO traveling in a straight line across the sky. FB2 is an FB1 accompanied by physical evidence. FB3, a flyby where entities are observed on board, and then in parentheses, rare, because it, it, it's rare. <clears throat> I mean, how often is that reported? Since the 19th century. FB4, a flyby where the witness experienced a transformation of reality into the object or its occupants. FB5, a flyby which the witness would suffer permanent injuries or even death. So, a lot of information in here. A lot of information in these documents, other than just the people getting sick and, and burnt and getting the, the, the horrible sunburn. There are also, also, within these documents, uh, some, some government stuff, some actual government stuff, not just studies and reports and letters to the Pentagon and MUFON stuff. <clears throat> uh, one of them is a, is a letter from uh, Harry Reid. Now, if you, Harry Reid has been uh, a, a name talked about a lot in recent UFO discussions. He was uh, the Speaker of the House, uh, Democrat, a um, lot to say about UFOs. But there is some, uh, what I interpret to be some a little bit sketchy information on him in these. There's a letter from him where uh, He's talking about um, UFOs having, quotes uh, several highly sensitive, unconventional aerospace technologies, um, which require extraordinary protection. And he requests restricted special access program. And uh, that, was, that was denied. And he talks about contractors and stuff. And it, it looks like in... These, these documents that what he's kind of doing is trying to get, and I could be jumping to a little bit of a conclusion here, all right? And look, I'm not a fucking Democrat or a Republican. I, I don't, I'm not out to fucking nail anybody. But the document, uh, I'll go back and read a little bit here. The slew of new, newly released documents contains letters from Senator Harry Reid, who asked for the project to be classed as top secret and documents about contractors shows how a contract was awarded to Bigelow Airspace Advanced for $12 million, notably the only contractor to bid for the work to study advanced aerospace weapon threats from the present out to 40 years in the future. And then it goes on to say what I was just talking about, where uh, Senator Reid describes a program uh, as being highly sensitive and that it's already discovered uh, unconventional aerospace technology. So... You can glean from that what you will. It, it could be that he, you know he's just trying to get more information and and keep it top secret. But what he says in public is, you know, we all need to know these things are are mysterious and we don't know what the fuck they are. And everybody needs to know. One thing that is consistent between the two of those possible motivations is that he is definitely concerned about the fact that we don't know what the fuck these things are. So that in and of itself is telling that, you know, not only has Harry Reid spoken publicly in documentaries and everything about how we don't know what these things are, it, you know, we need to figure more out, there needs to be more cooperation between government entities and so forth. In this letter that, that has been uh, put forth as part of these documents, 
he's he's confirming that it's not just you know say what you will about him one way or the other but it's not just lip service he really is there is a concern with that guy about what the fuck are these things so there's a lot of acronyms i gave you a lot of classifications and everything but i wanted to dive deeper into what these documents actually have aside from the 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 pregnancies and all of that thing you know we, we that's been talked about on the news. We know that they say that. Uh, hopefully now you have a little more perspective on where that plays into the documents. Like a lot of it comes from MUFON, it reports to the government, and then the government is, is compiling those documents together to, to hopefully do actual research and find out what the fuck is going on. Now I want to talk a little bit more about uh, the nuclear thing, because uh, as you know, with the war in Ukraine, Vladimir Putin is constantly threatening to uh, release his his nuclear arsenal on anyone who pisses him off. And it begs the question, if there are really UFOs that really want to and are capable of shutting down nuclear facilities, if he were to do that, would they then pop up and just shut that shit down? And how awesome would that be? How Just for a minute, just how awesome would it be if fucking Vladimir Putin was like, I'm tired of your uh, meddling and sending weapons to the Ukraine, uh, uh, sending weapons to Ukraine and, and tanks and stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm going to blow you up with a nuclear missile. And then he like tried to launch it and this fucking UFO just hovered over the his wherever he was launching it from Siberia or whatever, some submarine, and then just made <laughs> mincemeat of it. It would, uh, it would be awesome and, and terrifying. I don't think I want it to come to that, but it's it's nice to think that they, that, you know, are possibly capable. I, there was a comment from Nick Pope that he made on some other show where he was talking about how that was wishful thinking and that it's up to us to save ourselves. Uh, I, I disagree with that in that I, I, I do agree with him that it's wishful thinking. I don't think it's impossible thinking, though, based on how often these types of things have happened um, with nuclear nuclear base bases, nuclear tests being shut down. Um, there's a, another article about this whole report thing where, where uh, Jeremy Corbell says, you know, UFOs are, quote, unquote, tampering with our nuclear weapons. So... Is it wishful thinking? Yes. Is there a slight possibility that it could happen? I believe yes. And uh, in terms of us saving ourselves, believe me, Nick Pope, that's more wishful thinking than fucking UFOs. <laughs> At this point in time in our history, I would, I'll put my money behind the UFOs to save us before we're going to fucking save ourselves. It's clearly not uh, in the cards at the moment, in my opinion. Definitely, I'm, I'm putting my wishful thinking on the aliens. because I, I just think that there's more probability that a UFO is going to come down and stop a nuclear attack than uh, human beings are to start fucking getting along anytime soon. Unless the UFOs attack us, in which case I think we will, because uh, as we've seen in all these congressional talks and everything, they all agree. They all want to know what's going on with the UFOs, so... You go back to that old Reagan speech to the UN about the uh, the uh, 
existential threat. If there was a UFO that came down to attack us, how quickly we would uh, forget about all of our troubles and unite as one, eh, it's probably about what it would take. Or they just don't allow us to go to war. Which brings up the question, have any UFOs been seen over Ukraine? Well, hard to tell in a country that's being bombarded with rockets and missiles if there's a UFO. I mean, everything is kind of a UFO flying through the sky in, in that country. But there was a, a, a publicized report of um, some Ukrainians who said that there was uh, a Russian uh, tank that was going to attack and that there were basically like lightning bolts that they described lightning bolts from God. I'm not reading this. I'm just, I, I read the story a few times. That lightning bolts from God that came from some flying object and disabled the tank and saved them all from certain death. Like it was a situation where they were they were dead. And then the, these, these lightning bolts from the gods came down and they all said it was a UFO. And there was one other report, and there's a video of, of this one, of this sort of tic-tac-y looking thing just floating above Kiev for like, a, I think the video is like several minutes of this thing just floating across. But... Who knows? That could easily be fake. It wouldn't be hard to, to fake something like that. It's just a light floating across the top of a city. I mean, I've seen far more impressive UFO videos that were, were definitely fake, but you never know. You never know. They might just be scouting, taking a look, you know, keeping their eye on things, and it's like, hey, look, we're not going to interfere with missiles and shit, but if they, if they start to use nuclear weapons then we got to step in because it's very possible that us using nuclear weapons especially when you when you know that we can blow ourselves up like i think like like 10,000 times over or something like that it's some ridiculous number of how many times we could literally destroy essentially all life on earth over and over and over again if we used if, if everybody used their nuclear weapons i mean if india and pakistan had a small nuclear war. It would fuck up the entire world for decades. You, you can look it up. It, they're, they're extremely powerful. So they could fuck up something that has to do with the UFOs. You know, a couple of years ago, uh, one of the, uh, a, a prominent Israeli general who, who worked in the space program said, that there was an intergalactic federation of UFOs that were keeping an eye on us. They were observing us, but they were not ready to reveal themselves to us because they didn't think that we were ready to, to deal with them. But if they have any vested interest in, in space, in where they're traveling, if they are traveling like through space and warping space, as Luis Elizondo has suggested, then it could very well be that nuclear explosions on Earth could fuck that up. So it might not be an issue of them just trying to save us from ourselves. That could be completely, as Nick Pope said, just wishful thinking. But, you know, that they want to save their own ass and like, yeah, you guys can use your Javelin missiles and your tanks and your Patriot missiles and all that stuff, but once you load a nuclear weapon on one of those things, then, then you're cutting in on our business. Then you're cutting in on our territory, and, and we can't we can't have that because that's that's gonna fuck up our stuff. So uh, blow yourselves up to bits all you want. Uh, 
you know, but uh, keep it to conventional weaponry. Otherwise, we're, we're going to have to shut that shit down. It could be. Who knows? I can only hope, I can only hope that UFOs would stop us from destroying ourselves. But anyway, I'm, I'm getting off track. I'm just, uh, I'm dreaming at this point. What I hope I have done for you over this last hour or so is shed more light on the actual UFO documents that were released to the Sun newspaper. Um, we certainly should be getting more. It's all going to depend on that congressional, you know, the, the congressional office versus the Pentagon office and what information they exchange, if any, what they can find out, what they can tell us, what they're not willing to tell us. That's all to come. So there's more to come with UFOs as we live in this day and age. Several years ago, when I started this podcast, I was just telling stories that happened in the 80s and stuff because nothing was happening now. Now it's like uh, more to come all the time. So there, there, there will be more to come. But for now, I hope I gave you a little look into the documents that was deeper than the headlines. Maybe sometimes uh, too deep, you know, going over all these acronyms and stuff like that. But I find it fascinating. And so I like to tell you about it because it has to do with aliens. It has to do with what's going on right now with aliens. And it has to do with the fact that the, the government, they're not scribbling bogus all over everything anymore, my friends. They are not. So, I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, to those of you who are just listening because you want to hear about this, thanks for joining. For those of you who subscribe and, and listen to a variety of episodes, thank you so much. And uh, to all of you uh, of my friends who've been listening to this shit since day one and keep listening, I love you. Thank you. I, I don't even know what to, to say except thank you so much. I will talk to you again very soon. It will not be so many weeks between uh, episodes next time. I, I assure you this one took a, took a while to compile to kind of get everything in order. There's so much to read, so many videos to look at and sort of make heads or tails of everything and, and, and not just give you the talking points of, here, let me repeat what Nick Pope said and everything. I mean, obviously you had to hear it because it's part of the whole deal, but I like, wanted to take it a few levels deeper. So I'll talk to you soon. Obi-Wan Kenobi's coming up. Lots of uh, pre-controversy about that. No, no, no surprise there. Star Wars fans already already hating it. Some of it's leaked, and uh, the script is not the script, but the story's leaked, and people are all pissed off because they're Star Wars fans. And uh, so I'm sure that uh, Mr. Crabtree and I will get together and talk about Obi-Wan when that hits, and uh, look forward to that and anything else in between. And uh, if any other UFO news blows up, I will be sure to be on the scene, but not podcast about it until a few weeks later. <laughs> when I have decided that I have enough information to make it informative and entertaining. So until then, as always, cue the hot chick. Pop Talk and Aliens, the William Clear Podcast.